This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman, bringing clarity to Washington, D.C. news. We see corruption at every level in Washington. Exposing the deception plaguing our nation's capital. Not only what he told every Republican senator, but what he told the press over and over and over again was a simple lie. And helping Christians stay informed about government. This puts a bigger burden on voters to go figure out what's actually going on. This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman on American Family Radio. A breakdown of President Trump's re-election rally. That's what we're going to talk about on the show today. Welcome to Exposing Washington on American Family Radio Network. We're also on YouTube if you want to watch the show. Just go to YouTube, type in Exposing Washington on YouTube. AFR.net is our website. AFR.net is the website. And, of course, you can catch the podcast on various devices wherever you listen to podcasts. You can catch the show, Exposing Washington, download the podcast on your phone, tablet, device, computer, wherever you would like. AFR.net's a website to find out more information. And just to walk you through this, if you go to our website, which I would highly encourage you to do, AFR.net, you can, uh, all of this content's available for everyone. You don't have to, there's no paywalls that pop up or any subscriptions that you have to have. Everyone can access all of American Family Radio content free on our website, AFR.net. If you go to the page, type, uh, click on the podcast link at the top of the page, scroll down a little bit, and you'll see Exposing Washington Podcast. Click on that. Everything you need to know, literally everything you need to know about the show is posted there. And not only do I post... We post the show where you can listen to it there at our website, AFR.net. But many of the articles that I cite, that I read from, that I talk about, the links to those news stories are posted also on our podcast page. So literally, you can find everything about the show on our website, AFR.net. We're going to break down President Trump's re-election rally in Orlando this past Tuesday night. We're going to talk about that, play several clips from the rally talk about the significance of that. I'm also going to touch on the potential conflict, or it's not potential anymore, it's it's reality, the conflict with Iran. The Iranian regime shot down a U.S. aircraft this past week. It was a drone, thankfully. No U.S. military personnel were aboard. But nonetheless, Iran, their military, shot down a U.S. drone, in international airspace, not even over Iran, in international airspace. So we're going to talk about that, the potential repercussions of that, whether it would be wise to strike back or to not strike back. We'll talk about that later in the show. A victory out of Washington, D.C. The Supreme Court upholds a cross on public land in Maryland, more specifically, a World War II memorial. 40-foot-tall cross on public land in Maryland. The Supreme Court, of course, the atheist, came after this cross. The God-haters came after it, sued the foundation that uh, owned or maintained the cross. And thankfully, the Supreme Court, in a 7-2 ruling, they came down with the opinion that the memorial cross may stand. And this has repercussions, positive repercussions, 
in years to come when it comes to crosses and Ten Commandment uh, uh, monuments on public land. Very, very good ruling. And many of you don't know this, but there are law firms out there, Christian religious freedom, First Amendment-based law firms across the country that, that AFA works with, and they defend these monuments and they defend religious liberty pro bono across the country thanks to first liberty institute who's the law firm who defended the cross there in maryland also thanks to alliance defending freedom they 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 uh, argue key first amendment cases before the supreme court good news on that end we're going to jump straight to president trump's re-election rally in orlando this past week and President Trump announcing he is running for president again in the year 2020, just in about a year and a half or so. And the, 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 the enthusiasm in Orlando was un, un, unmatchable. I've never seen anything like it. It almost, I would say, the enthusiasm might have been slightly even more, you know, higher than in 2016. 120,000 People RSVP'd are registered for the event in Orlando. Only 20,000 could fit in the arena, and it was slam-packed. Some reports said that they could have been even overseeding capacity, overseeding capacity in the arena there, which means you had stand-up room only. Nonetheless, the, the enthusiasm for President Trump's re-election amongst his supporters is is unlike anything I've ever seen. And to, to, to further talk about this, we have to go back to 2016 and ask ourselves, what was 2016 really about? I'm going to let President Trump answer that question. Clip one. This was our chance to reclaim our government from a permanent political class that enriched itself at your expense. As I said on a wonderful, beautiful day at my inauguration, we did not merely transfer power from one party to another, but we transferred power back to you, the proud citizens of the United States of America. Well, there you have it. President Trump says that my election back in 2016 was about transferring power back to the American people, not transferring power from one political party to another. And 2016 was about America wanting a disruptor in the White House. That's what it proved to be. The American people, in large part, they wanted something different. They wanted to break up the status quo. We were tired of the same old, same old policies and stagnant economy. America was tired of that. And the status quo that got our country into trouble on many occasions, America was tired of that. So what did they do? The electorate voted for Donald Trump as president. A change agent to say the least, was sent to Washington, D.C. Another angle to this is that some Republican strategist by the name of Karl Rove, who's actually a pretty important fellow, former 
Uh, he worked in the White House under George W. Bush. Karl Rove wrote an opinion piece a couple weeks ago, and I actually covered it on the show when he wrote it. But he wrote that, well, President Trump doesn't need to talk about the Russia investigation. President Trump would do better not to talk about Robert Mueller and the origins of the Russia, the illegal Russian hoax. And I completely disagree. I completely disagree. If you're watching on video, you can see the op-ed here in the Wall Street Journal that I'm holding up from Karl Rove. And the headline is, Move on from Robert Mueller, Mr. President. And I agree with President Trump that, no, we're not just going to move on from the corruption under Obama. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the corruption under Obama. Why? Because it highlights what happens when you put corrupt Democrats in the White House. I'm going to let President Trump speak for himself here. Clip two, let's listen. We went through the greatest witch hunt in political history. The only collusion was committed by the Democrats, the fake news media and their operatives, and the people who funded the phony dossier, crooked Hillary Clinton and the DNC. It was all an illegal attempt to overturn the results of the election, spy on our campaign, which is what they did, and subvert our democracy. Remember, the insurance policy just in case Hillary Clinton lost. Remember the insurance policy. <laughs> there you have it, President Trump. Talking about the corruption under President Obama and the illegal spying and investigation into President Trump's campaign. The, if you look at the polls right now, you would say, ooh, this is not looking good for Donald Trump. This is not looking good for President Trump. It's looking so good for the Democrats. I mean, look at Joe Biden up 13 points in North Carolina. Bernie Sanders up on Trump 10 points in Florida. If you read the, the, the polls and the, the headlines from the left-wing mainstream Democrat talking point media, then you would say, wow, I'm just not sure if President Trump's going to get reelected. And this is a prime example of, that you of why you should listen to outlets like American Family Radio and this show because I'm about to read to you all of the faults with these these polls these 100% unreliable polls about how popular President Trump is or how unpopular he is amongst the American people prime example here Back in 2018, the midterm election, Andrew Gillum running for governor against Ron DeSantis. Gillum being the Democrat, DeSantis being the Republican. Well, just the day before the election, Quinnipiac poll which is a unit from a university, historically been called by the media a well-respected polling firm. Well, guess what? They said, they claimed, that Gillum 
held a seven-point lead over DeSantis the day before the election. And guess what the actual results were the next day? Ron DeSantis won by just under one percentage point. And you might say, well, he only won by, you know, barely a percentage point? Well, yeah, he did barely win, speaking from numbers. But if you read the Quinnipiac poll the day before the election, you would think this was going to be a landslide, a slam dunk for the Democrats. And the Quinnipiac poll had it wrong by what? Nine percentage points. They were off eight to nine percentage points just the day before the election. So you cannot trust these polls. You just cannot. And in the coming weeks, I'm going to have someone on, uh, John McLaughlin, from uh, the McLaughlin uh, polling firm. I'm going to have them him on, John McLaughlin, to talk about what's going wrong with these polls. And he knows way more about it than I do. But just from looking at the numbers... These polling firms absolutely have it all wrong. Let's look at the what real clear politics, they run different poll numbers, or they combine all the poll results into one number. And as it stands today, Quinnipiac has Biden, Joe Biden, up against Donald Trump nine points in Florida. Look over to North Carolina. Emerson, which is the name of another poll, the Emerson poll in North Carolina has Biden beating Donald Trump today by 12 percentage points in North Carolina. So if you look at that, you go, wow, President Trump sure is in a bind. What's he going to do to come back? These polls are 100 percent unreliable. And I don't even have to expound upon why they're unreliable. They're unreliable because election after election, they say the Democrats up 10 points on election day. And guess what? The Republican wins. The Republican wins. That's why they're unreliable. And I would recommend these polling firms come out and say, we have it all wrong and we're about to do a self-analysis as to what all is going wrong, but that would take a little bit of humility, and that's not going to happen. Moving on to more of this of this rally that President Trump held, announcing his re-election bid. I want to play clip three. President Trump is talking about how many judges to the federal bench he has been able to appoint. Clip three, let's listen. Our radical Democrat opponents are driven by hatred, prejudice, and rage. They want to destroy you, and they want to destroy our country as we know it. Not acceptable. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. To understand Democrats' ruthless tactics, look no further than the United States Supreme Court and our court system nationwide. I will soon have appointed my 145th judge. President Trump there talking about that he's about to appoint the 145th judge of his presidency. The only person to have appointed more judges percentage-wise 
would be George Washington, obviously, the first president of the United States, appointed 100% of the federal judges, including the Supreme Court. That makes perfect sense. President Trump right behind George Washington when it comes to percentage points. And, of course, just from a pure numerical standpoint, Donald Trump has has appointed more judges numerically than any other president, including George Washington. I think George Washington appointed 30-something judges in his presidency, including 10 Supreme Court justices. President Trump is at 145. But, you know, obviously here, President Trump is dealing with a much, much, much bigger country, which equals a much bigger judiciary to appoint to. The last thing I want to talk about, at least from this rally, and then we'll, we'll transition from this topic here, is President Trump and his focus on rebuild, rebuilding America's military. I'd like to go to clip for President Trump talking about what he's doing to rebuild America's military strength across the world. Let's listen. After past leaders slash military budgets, we are rebuilding the U.S. Armed Forces with $700 billion last year and $716 billion this year, far more than ever before. Well, there you have it, President Trump talking about how he is rebuilding America's military, and he, he really is. That's not a an exaggeration. President Trump is rebuilding America's military, and how is he doing that? He is providing money... Congress is also for innovation and expansion when it comes to America's military. And one part of this is the establishment of the Space Force that President Trump announced last year. And the Space Force is not just about going to plant a flag on Mars, which I would recommend not even bothering with, or going back to the moon. I think the Space Force, which is going to be another branch of the U.S. military, is really about beating China and Russia when it comes to dominating outer space. Genuinely, at the bottom of all of this, I think that's what the Space Force is about. Because if we allow, if the U.S. allows China and Russia to be dominant in outer space, to have more military satellites in outer space, then then that's gonna be that's gonna deal a crippling blow to the US military. Why? Because hypothetically speaking, if China gets the upper hand in outer space, what can they do? They can disable US military aircraft carriers like that. They can disable virtually anything, any military object operating on Earth. If we allow the Chinese to take over outer space from a military standpoint, they will be able to disable all of our military equipment remotely. And that is not an exaggeration. That is what the military generals, the admirals in the Navy, That is what the experts are warning about when it comes to China slash Russia in outer space. This also ties directly in, or maybe not directly, but it ties in to a certain extent to the Middle East and Iran. 
As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, Iran shot down a U.S. aircraft, an unmanned U.S. aircraft plane, this uh, past week in international airspace. Iran is in a tough position. Why? Well, multiple reasons, but one of the main reasons is that President Trump has placed the hardest sanctions ever on Iran. President Trump completely cut off Iranian oil exports because President Obama, before this, allowed Iran to export and sell oil on the world stage, which is where Iran got a lot of its money, economically speaking. Well, President Trump put an end to that, so Iran is literally suffering here. They've even admitted, their own government has admitted they're in a deep recession because of this. So they're, they're at the bottom of the pit, if you will, looking for a way out. How are they looking to get out? Let's provoke the U.S. into a war and get Russia and China on our side. That's what Iran is, that's what I believe Iran is trying to do there in the Strait of, of Oman, I, I believe, is, is the Strait uh, there that it's the it's the waterway in between you have Saudi Arabia Iran Hormuz Strait of Hormuz is the name of the strait there but it's just this this waterway where you have Iran to the northeast I believe then you have Saudi Arabia the the United Arab Emirates you have Kuwait just to the northwest and Iran is trying to interf- interfere with the trade in this strait, how are they doing that? Well, they're shooting down U.S. aircraft. They are blowing up uh, oil tankers, and that's not an exaggeration. That's literally what they're doing. They did it last week, and they did it a month ago. They place these mines on these huge oil tankers, and they just blow them up. They're trying to get attention on the world stage. That's what Iran is doing President Trump and his administration are considering military action against Iran. But my point here is that President Trump really is in a tough position because he has to walk a tight rope here. Because there's two extremes here that we really don't want to get into, from my opinion. I don't think we need to get into another war in the Middle East. When I say war, troops on the ground, concentrated military focus, billions of dollars invested in a war in the Middle East, like we've done in decades past. I think that's a bad idea. At the same time, and on the other hand, America cannot sit by while Iran shoots down are airplanes in international airspace. We cannot sit by while Iran shoots down military U.S. military assets in international airspace. You just cannot tolerate that. What the response should be, that's a really good question. I think we're about to find out in the next 24 to 48 hours. Probably going to be a retaliatory There is probably going to be a retaliatory strike against Iran. What that's going to look like, how large of a scale it's going to be, 
I have no idea. And not many people beyond the military generals and the president actually know what's going on. But we're going to find out. President Trump said, wait and see. I just don't see America allowing Iran to shoot down our aircraft and not doing anything about it. And I, I, think, I don't think that would be wise to sit by and do nothing. At the same time, I don't think we should get heavily involved in some kind of war with Iran in the Middle East. I think it's honestly a waste of time. With all due respect to our military personnel, this has nothing to do with the performance of our military. I think we have the best military in the world. And I'm proud of that. But as far as what's best for our country and what's strategically best, I think these long, drawn-out wars in the Middle East are, are working against American interest. Why? Because while America is investing a trillion dollars in, in Iraq and Afghanistan and Syria over the last 15 to 20 years, while America's doing that, what's China doing? They're advancing on us in outer space. They're advancing on us in trade. Well, they're actually beating us in trade. And the same goes with Russia. So if America continues this persistence that we have to be in the Middle East and we have to have troops on the ground and we have to spend billions rebuilding the Middle East, if we get so focused on that, I'm afraid we're going to lose versus Russia and China. Now, I think we can walk and chew gum at the same time. We can fight uh, back in the Middle East against terrorism and also fight back against Russia and China. But we don't need to get heavily involved in the Middle East in some long, drawn-out war. I don't know any American that is, is, has the taste for that right now, but we'll sure keep an eye on this. President Trump, uh, oh, and by the way, General Jack Keane, who's a Fox News contributor, uh, former military general, he said that it's 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 unlikely that that the U.S. Uh, has any kind of widespread or large scale military operation in Iran uh, after this has happened. That's from General Jack Keane of Fox News, exposing Washington as the show. AFR.net is the website. And jumping back to the campaign campaign trail, we had this this large field of about. 26 at least, maybe even up to 30 now, Democrats who are all running against each other in the primary. So we're going to keep an eye on that. I think the first Democrat debate is coming up this next week, within the next week or two. But President Trump laid it out very well in his re-election campaign rally in Orlando this past week, and we played clips from it that the Democrats just want to drag our country farther and farther into socialism, communism, Marxism, government top-down control of everything. And that's a pretty scary situation to be in. Exposing Washington American Family Radio, AFR.net's the website. We'll be back more next week. Until then, stay tuned to American Family Radio. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.